Hi, friends. It's Laurie Nelson, your women's ministry coordinator here at FaithBridge. Welcome back to the FaithBridge Women's Podcast. This summer, we're sharing our Jesus stories, that moment of salvation that changed everything. And we're also talking about what he's doing in our lives now. Today on the podcast, we have Molly Prim. Hi, Molly. Hi. Thanks for joining me <laughs> oh, today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, so we have a mutual friend, but how do how did we first meet? I think we were introduced to one another, and then I think we just met for lunch at Chicken Salad Chick last <laughs> week. <laughs> it's, um, I do think that the first time I met you, you were having lunch with a friend of ours. Yes. And who shall be named Suzanne. And <laughs> y'all were having so much fun. And I thought, yeah. oh, I want to be part of that. Yeah. So, so we all have fun together now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for anyone listening, how long have you been here at FaithBridge? We have been, so I have my husband, John, and two sons who are now grown and kind of flown, but about 15 years at FaithBridge. Okay. All right. Yeah. So how might people know you? What have you been involved with? Well, I've with? tried lots of different areas when I love them all. Um, I've done, held babies. I, now I'm holding doors and greeting. Um, I have been a curious leader for the 6th through the 12th grade for a group of girls who are now in college, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And I worked in the um, kids' ministry upstairs as well. Uh, so I've kind of sprinkled a, and tried it all on for size, and I, I love them all. Okay, very fun. And right now you are part of the Ministry of Lay Elders. That's right. That's right. That's been an, a fun and important season for yeah, us, and I know fun. God's guiding us all. But, yes, that's... A great group of people at That's our church. Um, so we did meet over chicken salad yes. a few weeks ago, <laughs> and I loved so much hearing your story and how you came to faith in Jesus, and I was wondering if you would kind of tell us all. Um, well, sure. Uh, when you asked that at the end of lunch, I, I kind of choked a little bit because my story it doesn't have a bunch of zazzle and Hollywood effect, but it has a, an awesome ending. But um, so I, I don't have the wow moments that a lot of people have in their stories, but I, I have the same ending, and mm-hmm. that's the important part. Mm-hmm. But. I think a lot of people feel that way. Like they feel like they um, don't have a this night and day kind of experience, right. and yet we do. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine wasn't like that. I was 14, so yeah. thankfully I wasn't. You know, in a dark place. Down and out. Right. Yep, exactly. That's right. But um, so tell us about your story. Tell us how you well, came to I guess, I guess it's my Jesus process more than a story, but uh, I was just picked up and I'd say from the end of eighth grade into my first couple years of high school, I was picked up by a mom and her daughter every Sunday evening to go to youth group or what we would call curious at Faith Bridge. Um, I had I was brought up in a lovely home. We just didn't go to church, um, but I loved um, when that car would pull up, that brown Buick mm-hmm. out in front. I can <laughs> still picture it, uh, and they would pick me up. Um, now knowing, looking back, they knew why they should be picking me up because mm-hmm. I I was kind of a lost soul, but the, but I was a happy lost soul. But nonetheless, they would pick me up, and I just would go to that curious or the the youth group those Sunday nights and see a form of community 
that I hadn't seen in my neighborhood or on my swim team or in my high school hallways. Um, it was um, genuine and it was loving and it had no motives behind it. There was no slander or gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, it was intriguing and I, I didn't quite know how that existed, but I wanted more of it and I wanted to know how I got something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that obvious. I love it. So just, you were just attracted to the vibe, just the... the yeah, the, the com- genuine community and the love, the be, just that is unlike any other type of love that we can find elsewhere. Uh, so that's what drew you. How? What helped you make the connection between these are people, like, church and these are people who are following they have something that was or? the only place i'd felt that so i thought the common denominator must be found within these walls uh as far as the how mm-hmm. and so i enrolled in a uh i guess somewhat of a baptism type of class um and i was the oldest there were a bunch of elementary age kids but even at the time i i wanted to know the whys between be, behind what I saw on Sunday nights. And I had done a couple summer um, youth trips with them, kind of what we would call the road mm-hmm. here. And I, I didn't understand what was making them tick like they wanted to tick. And I wanted to tick like that, but I couldn't <laughs> fake it. Uh, so I went to the class with all the, literally the second and third graders, but I didn't even care because my eye was on that prize. Like, you know, I just... I looked foolish, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. my heart was just going, oh, I want that. Um, so I went and I learned more about it, and I learned the story behind Jesus dying for my sins and and then how I could ask him in to be, I probably told the kids, their forever friend, but I mean, as adults, you you're, accept him as your Savior. Mm-hmm. And I, I just said, that's verbiage I never had heard, and I wasn't fighting it, but I don't know that I understood it completely. But I couldn't resist it. And mm. so anyway, I went through the whole um, confirmation class, what have you, and joined the church and um, then just gradually kept learning. I didn't just want to check the box and say, okay, I did that. Now I probably will start acting like these people. But the, the hunger just kept growing, you know, just wanted to know more. So you... Went to the, was it a confirmation class? Is that what it was called? Okay. So you went to the confirmation classes and learned more. Do you think it was through that that you started putting all the pieces together? I think so, because that's truly, you know, we have fun in youth group and we, and I'm sure the gospel was told. My ears were deaf to it at the time, but that's where I truly. like in a formal setting was told about the gospel Mm -hmm. and so while the kids on Sunday nights acted it out and they probably did in the evening with a prayer but again my eyes couldn't see it and my ears couldn't hear it because I I, that was like another language to me at the time and so until I really was saturated in it and understood it and saw scripture I think it was more of an aha moment when I was schooled in it, I mm-hmm. guess, kind of in a formal setting. Yeah, I love it. D- um, just curious, it was there, and I know this takes you back a couple of years, but was there <laughs> a um, a particular verse where or truth that you kind of identified as like, oh, this is 
I think just, I think one of the ones that is just, I will never leave nor forsake you. I think that that was something, you know, in high school, it's such a quirky time. Right. And I knew that I would have a friend that would never leave me, mm-hmm. never forsake me. And I thought, who wouldn't want that? Like, right. I, I thought, no, what is that all about? Like, I wanted to be mm-hmm. that type of person, but I'm human, and I probably wasn't always that great at it. But I think I just would hear things, and then the act of serving really intrigued me, the outward. Why are these people rescreening a lady's house in mm. Beaumont, Texas? Why are we painting and cutting these weeds down to this lady and praying with her on her porch? I just didn't understand the whys, and then when I learned of the gospel and how you can live it out, I went, oh, it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Yeah. I think a lot of people do the things mm-hmm. in order to get favor with God, right. but that isn't how it works. It no. is we, because we have favor with God, because we have someone within us who was never going to leave us. We are free to love other people and that's right. Change out the screens on their home or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it just it's flows the through you. It. Yeah, it's just kind of a symbolism of being marked by him mm-hmm. and, and having him and just reside in mm-hmm. you, and uh, you just you can't not do something for others. I guess if yeah. he's really fanning the flame of your heart. Yeah. If he and I think that's true. I mean, he changes us from the inside mm-hmm. out. So then you became like those kids that were at the youth group. Yeah. I got I I figured out the why's behind the what's and um I just ever since then I guess so God pursued me in my heart in that picking up by the with the brown Buick every Sunday night <laughs> and I just you know, I think of Hebrews 12, 1, he just, I've kept my eye on the prize and just thrown off anything that's hindered me ever since. I just, I've never not wanted to pursue him. I've gotten tangled up in busyness of life for, in seasons for mm-hmm. sure. But I think that's just something, it's such a gift. Mm-hmm. And I um, I just really value it. And I, I just keep my eyes on that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm, you are speaking my language. That is one of those verses that just really anchors me mm-hmm. when I feel like I'm getting off course. Yes. I remember it is my job That's right. to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. And then while I let go of the sin that entangles mm-hmm. and, you know, anything that's weighing me down. That's right. He really kind of does all the rest. Yeah. He does the transforming work within me. That's right. At the end of the day, we have an audience of one. That's right. And and that's what it's all about. Yeah. So you're very young at this point. You're still in middle school. Oh, I thought you meant right now. Stop. (laughs) You are. You are very young even today. (laughs) Um, But I'm curious, what uh, difference do you think that this knowing Jesus has made? Well, again, I learned the big word is called sanctification, but again, it's a process. And who I was back when I checked that box in confirmation class and who I am today is a marked difference only because of the maturing of my heart and and the experiences that he's put me through. But I would say it's all the difference in the world. But I, I think that I have found a peace that is found only in him. Mm-hmm. And... um 
I think I sh- might have shared with you that early on, even in marriage, I thought, well, John is fantastic and he is going to make my world complete. And that put a lot of, that's a lot of pressure on a husband mm-hmm. or a spouse. Um, but that should have been placed completely in Jesus. And that's my learning and, and, uh, rewiring. And, and likewise, I can't put it on my, that, that peace or contentment, uh, that sustains me. I can't put that on my kids or my friends. Um, and so I think that I just, at the end of the day, while they can enrich my life and add so much joy and beauty to it, at the end of the day, if I'm not centered on Him and pleasing Him, then I get a little wayward or I put too much pressure on the wrong thing or person to sustain me and give me that joy. So I think knowing Him and having Him in the center and prioritizing Him to sustain me is just life-changing. And it, helps every relationship in my life if, mm-hmm. when I do that right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's so easy to get off-centered, to mm-hmm. focus on or to, um, I don't want to say assume, mm-hmm. but kind of assume that someone else is going to provide the peace that we need mm-hmm. or make us feel more centered or I don't, I can't um, bring us satisfaction mm-hmm. and that just isn't how that works yeah. if we aren't finding our peace in god if we aren't finding our satisfaction in him you're right it is too much pressure for any human mm-hmm. to do not, that that's not fair right <laughs> right um well what i guess my next question is really kind of how do you continue to grow in in your faith well i i think i've just you know, to to have checked the box and, and asked Jesus into my heart, accepted that I was a sinner and thanked him for saving me and um, giving me eternal life. I think that was fantastic. But if I stopped there and just said, well, I'm, I'm going to heaven, then that would have been a transactional. But I think I've tried to focus my life on that being a transformational part of my life where now I have purpose. I have a North Star mm-hmm. and um, I'm to live pleasing him and letting others be pointed to him by knowing him through me every day. Um, and that sustains and fulfills me. It gives me purpose. I would say prior to, I was a happy kid in a loving home, but I, I didn't really have a North star. I didn't have a purpose. I kind of just pinballed around mm-hmm. and I was happy everywhere mm-hmm. I pinballed, but I, I, <laughs> well, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, so I think it's given me purpose and, um, I think at the end of the day, that sustains you to have what you're supposed to do that next day. Mm-hmm. I guess I should further add that in order to have that purpose, you have to stay. I stay in the Word, mm-hmm. and I stay in community, coming to church or serving, and also a prayer life that's not perfect, but it's striving and trying. So I think just staying in communion and staying in communion with him Mm -hmm. through his word and prayer, I think that also makes it more transformational and less transactional just to check the box that I'm a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that checking the box doesn't actually do much within our lives, but gosh, that communion. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I think kind of the way I view it and probably say it all the time is my conversation, my ongoing conversation with God, um, based in truth from the scripture and Mm -hmm. then really just poured out in prayer, um, which is hopefully me 
laying it all out before him, but also listening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Um, If you know someone who doesn't have a story of their own, or you don't feel like they do, how would you tell them um, about Jesus or how to put their faith in Jesus? Well, speaking on personal experience, I would just say you can't do it wrong. And um, a lot of times it's a pride thing. Um, Hopping on the bunny slope like I did with all the kids that most everybody knew more about it from VBS than I did. Uh, But I think that's okay. God God loves humility and he loves a humble heart. But I think just, um, just falling on your knees and falling before him without any pride and asking him, and asking him to fan that your heart. And then if you need to ask a friend a little bit more about it or ask somebody at the church about it, just to fall on, on that humility sword and just say, I want to know more. I don't really have a Jesus story, I don't think. And I don't know what, what that's going to look like different in my life, but I'm kind of curious. I think just taking the next step, I think, is just being courageous. And I would just, you can't, you can't do it wrong. Right. Yeah, you can't, like at any time you engage in a conversation about yeah. your faith, you can't do it wrong. That's right. Um, and certainly Jesus is always there to, like if, I was talking with someone even earlier today, and they were like, I felt alone. I didn't have anyone mm-hmm. to talk to. And I don't know if they were engaged in a church or not, but um, I think it was through the radio that they said something about how they... Um, just started talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, I mean, having that conversation with him. Um, I do love your story. I know that a lot of us would love a story that had a lot of pop and sizzle, mm-hmm. but I love it because even though we can be good, it sounds like you were a good kid, yeah, happy, happy kid. Absolutely. Um but missing that North Star and missing mm-hmm. that purpose. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has given that to you. That's right. That's oh, I right. love it. Well, anything else we ought to tell everyone? I just would fully, end- if I could be have a letter jacket and endorse it, I would say living a life based on him and with purpose and with just him in the center of it is it's it's it just goes beyond anything you could buy or anything any app you could download it's it's just priceless so mm-hmm. i just i just encourage anybody that's kind of on the fence and kind of nervous mm-hmm. try it you can, you can text or call me i'll have lunch with you <laughs> and um I, I would pursue it with you and and any questions or anxieties you have about it i would love to explore with you mm-hmm. i yeah. love that yeah um so they can call you and have some chicken salad hey, chips. that's right <laughs> i'll buy <laughs> um i yeah that is wonderful i agree completely with you there is once you move towards christ mm-hmm. once you taste and see that he is good yeah. and you put your full faith in him for salvation and the big word you used he begins that process of sanctification yeah. of changing us from the inside out that's right um there's just no going back Mm-mm. there might be getting off the rails every once sure. in a while sure 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 there sure. might be getting off course but 
Just like we talked about keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, Mm -hmm. the author and finisher of our faith. That's right. Thanks, Molly, for sharing your story. That That was fun. All right. We will see you or visit with you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed hearing this Jesus story as much as I did. Our stories are important. It's through our stories and sharing them that other people get to know Jesus in a new way through our lives. Join us next week and we'll hear another Jesus story from another woman of Faithbridge.